the Lord is good, a stronghold in the time of trial, and he protects those that take refuge in him. It says it right there. This is the Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When his love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Jeff's story. God has the final say, not cancer. When someone finds out that they have cancer, especially, you know, anything that's they put a number behind it that's like a three or a four or whatever that's then that's fairly significant that it scares yeah it scares people a lot it's not something that that uh people can swallow very easily you know their tendency is to jump straight to the negative you know if, if you were sitting here with me and it was just told to you that it was stage four pancreatic cancer or if it was you know something less or more, whatever the opinion is, the first thing you got to do is shake that. And you got to leave the doctor like I drove away in Houston going, I appreciate your opinion, but that's just your opinion. You know, God put doctors on the earth for a reason, you know. And uh, I think they can do a lot of good things. They just they, they can't do everything. The way I read it, or the way I've always understood it, I guess, is that worry you know, is a sin like any other sin. You know, it's just against, it's against what the Bible teaches it, against what Jesus taught. It's against all of that. So what do you, you know, if you're going to, it takes as much energy, probably takes more energy to worry than it does to be positive and pray for healing, actually. And you can see it by some people at the grocery store or in traffic with they throw a finger up on you or whatever. You know, it's, 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 to me, it takes more effort to go through the day mad than to get up and go, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you for a beautiful day. And, uh, you know, help me to be a blessing to someone today. And the doctors aren't, you know, they're not bad people. They're just not really good messengers. I mean, they don't, they, 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 they go off of a, you know, this is the way it's been done for a hundred years or 20 years or 10 years or whatever. And this is the protocol and this is how we address things. And this is how we talk about it. And I don't want to talk about any of that because I'm not everybody else. You know, in my mind, I'm a child of God and, and he's going to have the final say. So I would just tell my wife, you know, she would come in there in the office and I'm in the hospital bed weighing 135 pounds. And she wants to talk about, you know, making arrangements and I'm like, we're not making arrangements because I'm not going to die. So she's like, she'd come in here and tell my kids, he's lost it. <laughs> he's, you know, uh, he's, he thinks he's fine. And I said, I'm going to be fine. I could barely walk. I couldn't walk 15 feet whenever Wade came over. So, yeah, I mean, evidence, uh, if you're looking at it, it would seem that way. But obviously, to me, faith is, you know, the belief in things that are unseen and not stuff that you can see. So you have to be able to go against what you're looking at. I don't have the answers. I don't, I'm not a perfect, yeah, I'm not, I'm not anybody. I just, I just know that this is the way I believe. And I, you know, whatever God's calling for you is that he can make a way for you to get there. He can extend your days. I absolutely 100% guarantee you that's the case. If you will believe and be persistent, you know, and, um, Keep calling on the Lord, and uh, He can answer and will. Off and on, I've dealt with 
cancer at some form since about uh, 2007. Squamous cell started off with just a, you know, fair skin, red hair kid that got sunburnt too many times when I was young. And uh, it led to the squamous cell getting into my lymph nodes and my, you know, turning into head and neck cancer. And that was in 08. It had pretty much stayed gone um, up until, I'm going to say, Valentine's Day of 2015, so seven years or so. And I noticed a knot under my left armpit, uh, started turning into a mass, and um, anyway, it began to grow, you know, ping pong ball, golf ball, you know, baseball, all the way up to... Uh, the size of a, a grapefruit, softball size. So I had that removed at MD Anderson. I'd went through chemo a couple of times. I'd went through radiation. I'd went through the surgery. And um, while going through this, I'm you know quite certain that I'm going to be cured, be healed, and and uh, get past it. But the doctors were not saying the same thing. So they had sent me home a couple of times and. Uh, my doctors up here, they didn't seem to have any answers either here in Dallas. <clears throat> and then, um, so I went down again, uh, I'd begin losing weight, uh, in the, would be the summer of 2015. I thought it was gone actually because of the surgery and then going through radiation. Well, while I was going through radiation, the tumor started coming back in the same spot under my arm. Only this time it grew on the outside and it, uh, you know, I'd never seen anything like it. It was, it was, it was something else, and it was growing at a, a pretty high rate of speed, in my opinion. Somewhere along that, a guy calls me, out of the just you know out of the blue, really, uh, Wade, and uh, says, "Hey, you know, I got your name from a friend of your mom's that goes to church with your mom in Missouri, and." He's like, he would ask me if I would come over and pray for you because you're on a prayer list at the church. I said, absolutely. So him and a, a friend of his, Jeremy, that they go to church together, they came over and put hands on me and prayed. And um, we went on that way, and nothing had seemed to you know, happen right off the bat. I did notice it, you know, feeling better, what have you. But anyway, I still was trying to find medical reasons because at the end of the day, it you know, wasn't just magically gone. It's not like it's magic. You have to continue praying and persistence and had decided to try a clinic in Mexico called the Hoxie Clinic, which is a diet and an alternative medicine. So I went down there, did that, came back and was on this still nothing. And MD Anderson, we had made another trip and basically they had told me, told me to go home, you know, good luck, you know, probably maybe make it a year, you know, but that's nothing. They'd never seen anybody make it more than a year. That was in the same situation. So I said, I appreciate your opinion, but that's not my opinion and that's not a God's opinion. And we will, he'll have the final say. And um, so I came back and again, Wade would come over and, and uh, Wade and his wife would come over and pray with me and lay hands on. And I continued to pray. And I, you know, there's several, you know, passages that I would pray that, you know, I will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And, you know, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the time of trial, and He protects those that take refuge in Him. Him. So I would pray these over and over throughout the day, and these guys would come over and pray with me, you know, every probably every couple of weeks there for a while. This tumor was now 17 centimeters, 18 centimeters, which is 
about the size of a small Nerf football, probably, uh, on my side. <clears throat> and uh, it began to, you know, act up and bleed and different things like this. So anyway, my wife took me to the emergency room on uh, the two weeks before the Super Bowl of sixteen. That's what it was, because I spent 10 days in there and got out the week before. So anyway, 10 days in intensive care. I kept, you know, going through different treatments and transfusions and trying to get out of there. I'm down to about 130 pounds at this point from 190, 185, 190. I'm down weighing 130 now. I get out of the intensive care and continued praying. Wade, they would still come over and pray and, and lay hands on me and I began to feel better. You know, it wasn't just overnight by any means. Anyway, little by little, we continued praying, and I, uh, I end up, the tumor started shrinking and going away. And by, what was it, May or June of 2016, that tumor was pretty much completely gone. And uh, I went back to work in August of 2016 from... Uh, January 15th-ish probably of that same year, they told my wife to, you know, send me home with a hospital bed and uh, get hospice care that I wouldn't make it, you know, four months, four months, five months at the most. And um, I did have a hospital bed in my room, in my uh, in my office here. And uh, that's where those guys would come over and pray with me. And I continued praying throughout the day, knowing that I felt you know, God has the final say, and ultimately, he does. God can make a way when the doctors will give up on you. And I have told many people that, that have had cancer that I've been in, in communications with in the last two or three years because they've called me uh, about, you know, just getting my opinion and will I pray for them and what do I think and that kind of thing. And, you know, some don't make it, and some do. But at the end of the day, God does have the final say, and I firmly believe that. So, you know, my, uh, they'll never change my opinion. I had a daily, you know, or weekly nurse that came in and one day she came over and she goes, this bandage seems too big. And I'm like, yeah, it's cause it's shrinking. I told you it was shrinking. It was going to go away. And she's like, well, yeah, but you sound half crazy half the time. So, you know, cause everybody that's looking at me at me thinks I'm crazy. So we were using like a 12 by 18, think about the size of that. 12 by 18 bandage is the size of a placemat. And then we start going back to a 16 by 12 and then a 12 by 8. And we take it all the way down to where, you know, it's completely gone. And I'm looking at it in the mirror. And, I mean, I, my brother saw it. I mean, everybody that sees it shrinking, they're like, eh, it's a miracle. There's just no, no two ways about it. I mean, even the doctors are like, you're a miracle. But the, the, the doctors, I still will go in and have them, you know, check my blood and check your, uh, you know, hemoglobin and your numbers and all that kind of stuff. They still go, there's no question this guy's a miracle. There is no way that, that he was going to be alive. And then the nurse, but I say by probably June, she's like, well, um, here's your release papers in June. And she said, I can assure you there was never ever a chance or a thought that I would ever be releasing you. Never have I seen that go this direction. And I said, well, how you have. I appreciate it. Thank God. Thank God every day. So, 
I don't know. Hmm. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We truly cannot do this without you. If you have shared any of these podcasts, we want to say thank you so very much. We believe that there is power in our testimonies and that God is using them in a big way. We also ask that you would consider partnering with us through a monthly or a one-time donation. Um, There is a donation button on our website. Thanks so much and have a great day.